0: hold up welcome to another episode of connect and move radio i'm your host andy fortuna with co-host tim langer moin moin today's episode we'll be talking about what is a functional medicine practitioner and the significant sorry the significance of emotional balance for optimal gut health today's guest is olivia shu she is a functional medicine wellness coach her mission is to bring people towards optimal wellness and health by identifying the root cause or causes of various symptoms through the exploration of multiple facets and connections of the mind, body, and spirit. After battling health issues, a dietary change shifted her body into a healing state. This opened her eyes into power of or the power of holistic health. Olivia received her master's in human nutrition and functional medicine and recently opened her own practice in hopes of educating and influencing others to improve overall. Wellness. Olivia, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Andy. I'm happy to be here.
0: We appreciate it. So tell us. How the heck did you get to where you're at? Tell us a backstory.
1: So I it all started when I got sick and say it was about 2013. Um, I was in my first semester of undergrad and I was just having like these extreme stomach pains, like every time I ate. I finally went to the doctor and I after like a hospital stay and all tests and everything they diagnosed me with Crohn's disease um and then from then I was just prescribed steroids other medications and like I never like it helped but I never like felt 100% well and Mm -hmm. after I went to another doctor I was like still on steroids for quite some time. And he's like, well, why are you still on steroids? That's like, not okay. i was like, well, I'm, I trust the doctors. Like, isn't that what we're supposed to do? You know? Right. Um, and so that kind of like put questions in my head. Well, how can I do this in another way when I'm not putting medications in my body that like, I don't want to be on and that have other detrimental side effects. So I just kind of, honestly, I went online. I like, Googled a whole bunch of stuff and I came across a diet that I tried out and it helped drastically. Like I changed I like I didn't like ease into it, I just like went cold turkey because I just like tired of feeling bad. Um and after like two weeks, like I saw drastic improvements and mm-hmm. then I was like I was sold, like, okay, like really it's up to me like my health is in my own hands you know i mm-hmm. can't rely on conventional like medications um yeah and i remember going to my gi doctor and saying hey can like diet like reverse it or like heal it and he's like no I'm like no absolutely not and like oh wow yeah and i was just like so taken back by that um and then like decided to prove him wrong and That was 2013, 2014, 2015, and then it wasn't until, I'd say, 2016 that I was on the track to be a veterinarian, so I was, like, going the pre-vet track, Um, I got accepted into some schools, and it was, like, a month before I accepted my offer, well, I didn't accept it, but a month before I was supposed Mm -hmm. to accept my offer. Um, I just, like, felt in my gut, like, okay, this is not the path you're supposed to be on. You're not supposed to do this. You're supposed to go another route. And so this is where I found functional medicine. Um, a friend of mine introduced me to it, and I was, he's like, I think you'd be really into this. Um, it's, like, right up your alley with, like, research and all of that. And, and, like, he was right. Like, I loved it, and I pursued it, and then I went to school for it. And then yeah, I opened up my practice and I just want to spread education and the knowledge that I received to others so that they can they can not go through the same things that I went and they can also improve their overall wellness, overall health, everything.
0: What was the the actual diet that you uh, used? Do you remember? So, I don't know if you yeah, said the name.
1: Yeah, so the diet that I used was the specific carbohydrate diet. Um so basically That diet, it's a very whole food diet, Um, no processed food, no refined grains, no grains at all, actually, no grains at all, no, like, complex carbs, Mm -hmm. Um, which it did help a lot. But knowing what I know now, I probably would have done some things different, but it, Mm -hmm. it it did reverse a lot of the symptoms that I had, which was good.
0: Yeah, that was your your start, and it's it's uh and I find from a lot of people that I talked to that kind of had similar experiences as far as uh not necessarily gut, but uh, when it comes with injury or health, uh they had a what we call a negative experience, but it's a big learning experience, right? You start to see like, wow, this you know the healthcare system and where it's at right now, uh is it's it's powerful in some sense, but very limited and very narrow minded in others um and you found this diet thankfully you found someone to kind of help you you know get to this to this diet and you saw a big benefit to it in other words some people kind of go through the medical uh cocktail of of pills and all that stuff and sometimes have you know bigger side effects than the actual um help that the medication brings so uh so you saw that you went through it and even then like, you, you have, like, personal experience and personal proof. And even then, the doctor, again, not to say all doctors are the same, uh, but he even or she said, no, that won't work. And you're like, uh, kind of did already. <laughs> and,
2: and, <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like, <laughs> like, he wanted me to go on, like, the higher drugs, um, mm-hmm. like, Remicade and Humira, like, before I was before I was like well enough um, I was like no like that's that's so harmful to your body like in some cases yes it's necessary in like extreme cases where the person really needs a reverse quickly but oftentimes, it's there's so much more to the story than just slapping a prescription on it and you know putting yourself in more harm's way possibly
0: Mm
2: -hmm. did you ever return to these doctors after your let's say in after the symptoms totally disappeared and they're still on their opinion or
1: no never I didn't I never went back
2: <laughs> okay now that makes sense of course
1: yeah I didn't go back I actually haven't been to a GI doctor since like yeah probably
0: since 2014 yeah what brought you into veterinary uh, medicine
1: um it was just like a childhood dream of mine like I always loved animals and I was very passionate about it and could see myself doing it Mm -hmm. um yeah like I loved it but it's weird like like you you think you love something so much and you like you really want to do it but then I don't know like something in me just like changed and my gut was like saying no like an instinct and then like you feel comfortable like not having that in your life anymore and I think that's for good reason
0: yeah, and energy and, and uh, that magnetic pool of things that really call you is really crazy. Some people find that earlier on. I would say that uh, we're pretty young and we got it early. Some people get it. Uh, so I'm 27. And how old are you, Olivia?
1: 25.
0: Oh, pfft, even older than I am. So uh, most people call us very lucky. I know Tim tells me all the time, like, damn, man, you're so lucky, man. You know, yeah. you're ha- no, it's really cool to find you doing something that you're really happy about. Um, but... Yeah, so we, I would say, maybe are the lucky ones some people even find it earlier on. But to me, even with that being said, I feel like everything happens at exactly the moment it's supposed to happen. But uh, some people find this path, right, or this pool, as I like to mention, uh, at some point in their life. Sometimes they have to kind of go through a whole career path or go through like a really traumatic event to have this like, uh, like this trending word, right, woke, this awakening all right. Where you start to feel like, man, like this is really. And I, and it's funny that you say that Well, before we uh, ask you this next question is uh, I had this multiple times. So I had this in my undergrad when I realized I didn't want to go because uh, I played baseball. Uh, I didn't want to go the professional route. I had it again. Um, after, transitioning after I finished my undergrad into graduate school, I was trying to figure out what I want to do. Was it PT, athletic training, acupuncture? What was I going to go through? Uh That was another route. And then again, um, I would say recently in the last two weeks where I was like, wow, uh, now now I feel like I'm in where I'm supposed to be. And in reality, what I realized then was that those moments probably will never stop happening, right? Those moments where you're like, wow, this is where I'm supposed to be.
2: But I mean, I I think that is a good point. And I mean, maybe you described it, Andy, just as being lucky or so but yeah. i mean i think it's probably more than than luck and i think many people are probably at that point point and sometimes in some their life and they might decide differently and do the let's say let's say what's expected from them or let's say where potentially financially it makes sense first more to go the let's say the traditional route so maybe if, maybe even for both of you so any any recommendations for people who are at this point and thinking should I follow my gut or should I follow the rational and maybe the expectations and maybe of their surroundings? you want to so, go first, Olivia?
1: Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. So for me, I always say go with your gut, um, go with that instinct because that was put in you for a reason. You know, you're not just feeling that for no reason. Um, but <laughs> there are, circumstances where you do have to be more rational about it and I think it's easier for it was like a lot easier for me because I was single I didn't have a family I although I put a lot of time and effort and I think that's a big thing like I put so much time and effort into pursuing vet school and then I had really no I had like no really return on it like obviously my biology chemistry and all my science-based classes helped me um Mm -hmm. with my master's degree but other than that it's like okay what did i gain and but you can't you can't like your perspective has to change like do you want to be stuck in something that you know you're not supposed to do or do you want to not listen to like outside sources and just listen to yourself and follow that instinct so i say always go for it
0: Yeah, like you mentioned, uh, definitely follow your gut, but there's always context, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Tim, you hit it right on the head, and so they live it now. It depends on where you're at. I, myself, too, had a lot of support from family, right, where I had this opportunity to go for my third degree, like who does that, you know, at the age of 27, Um, and run a business and build a business. So there was a lot of stuff that I was lucky enough to have the support system, but also, too, I think uh, not being scared to make a mistake. Right, not being scared mm-hmm. to not go the traditional route, um, and maybe you know, maybe even going the traditional route to see if that's what you really want to do. I think sometimes people don't necessarily know, and they feel pressured because they don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people go through. Uh, I know myself. I went to two uh, majors in a sense, trying to figure out what's the right path, and I wouldn't have never known if I didn't go through it. So uh, definitely follow in your gut. Don't be afraid to try um and always live in context right like what olivia went through i didn't go through but it was similar right Mm -hmm. i can't compare myself to olivia's experience but i can learn from it um i think a lot of times people can compare themselves to the person next to them or to their friend um so yeah i think that's super important that's a great question cool um all right so what is functional medicine and what is uh what does it entail olivia
1: so functional medicine is Basically, it's, it looks at the whole body, um. So it it recognizes that each individual is influenced by genetics, environment, lifestyle, everything, and it looks at all the body systems together. So in conventional medicine, you have like a dermatologist, a gastroenterologist, like cardiologist. Everything yeah. is like kind of Actualist. separate. You know, it's yeah, not. Yeah, it's
0: specialists.
1: Right, they're all specialists. Um, and functional medicine realizes that, okay, all these things are actually connected. you know your the quality of your skin is based upon what you're putting into your body. Um, it's a bit based on your gut, like it's all interconnected, and that's what functional medicine recognizes. And the main goal is to just balance all of these. So balancing your hormones, balancing your lifestyle, balancing your diet, um, and realizing that a disease really is not like your label, um, Mm -hmm. but it's rather just like a whole bunch of imbalances happening in your body and symptoms are a result of that. So it's finding, okay, well, what is causing this inflammation or what is causing this like chronic pain all the time so we dive down into finding that root cause and then fixing it either through or all through like dietary lifestyle like those are the those are the big ones that i focus on
0: so diet and lifestyle uh diet like actually like nutritional planning and stuff like that Mm -hmm. is typically part of your practice yes what are the biggest things that you tend to have to um, what either implement or remove or modify when it comes to somebody's diet? Uh, like, a, I guess, a uh, an ideal client or patient that you're working with. What are some of the similar stuff that you tend to have to work with when it comes to ner- their nutrition and diet?
1: So, normally, it's I always change it to a whole foods diet. So, removing processed food, um, removing processed sugar uh, refined mm-hmm. grains um, just eating whole foods so anything that you could pick up from the ground that's minimally processed mm-hmm. you can eat it um so a lot of times that's like going without dairy with and limiting animal products um because this this the standard american diet now is all heavy on those all heavy on refined grains refined carbohydrates um animal products like at every meal and it's just about keeping the portions in the right balance um having quality fat um protein quality protein not just conventionally um raise the animals but more grass-fed pasture-raised chicken that's important because what they eat is what we're putting in our body as well um so lots yeah. of vegetables lots of vegetables just whole food, like whole food diet. And then I'll add like therapeutic foods into diets based on what the client needs.
0: Hmm. Therapeutic foods. Talk to me. What does that mean?
1: So therapeutic foods could be, say, um, someone is lacking prebiotics. So I would suggest to them to add a lot of prebiotic foods. So um, more fibrous vegetables, more um a little bit more of, like, starchy um, carbs, so maybe, like, a sweet potato, um, something that the bacteria can feed off of if they're lacking prebiotics. Or um, there's certain foods and certain, like, colorful foods. Like, there's different colors, have um, different mm-hmm. activities. So I'll suggest, okay, if you have a lot of inflammation, um, okay, you need a lot of antioxidants, so make sure to incorporate lots of berries and, and like other anti-inflammatory foods in your diet.
0: So depending on the properties of these foods, so you're not just eating them for caloric intake, but you're actually seeing, okay, what does this food and what is this food at this particular product, whether, whatever you're getting, uh, and you're seeing the properties of it, is it anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, and you're defining, or you are creating a program based on that, depending on what the person needs. That's what you call therapeutic foods
1: yes yes i suggest wow. okay certain foods these are the ones that like i want you to incorporate into your diet with this whole food diet uh, in general but mm-hmm. make sure to get these therapeutic foods in because that's hopefully is going to help
2: <laughs> that sounds very interesting and i have totally totally related to that but i assume let's say you might have some clients which are as you described on the traditional american diet so and might have some challenges to to switch to the diet you just described. Any recommendations in terms of what do you recommend to your clients in terms of staying on track, let's say, or change to, to that diet you just described?
1: So I would first suggest not to like, if they are typically on the San American diet, I don't want them to completely remove everything that I think is bad or harmful from their diet, but take small smaller steps so that they're not overwhelmed at first. Because if someone um, has been eating like that their entire life, it might be difficult for them to just give it up. So I would just start with, okay, um, eating more vegetables at every meal, like fill up on vegetables first, and then limit your refined intake of say you want you have white rice like that's a refined grain okay have mm-hmm. like a smaller portion of white rice like begin to limit things and I also um try to encourage them and to tell them to look at it in a bigger picture like you are eating and whatever else I suggest to you do is for your own benefit not your own benefit but your family's benefit your friends your community like this is for your health long-term right so if you're wanting to make a positive change it's going to take work and it's it, you're going to have to put in the work and the time to be a healthier person like you you can't just say oh i want to be somewhere and to and it just happened no it's going to take work you know
2: for sure and as you just described it's more than diet change it's basically a- a lifestyle change or let's say a long-term a long-term change in, into into healthier eating
1: mm-hmm. and, and it's um perspective as well so how are you seeing it are you seeing these new foods as like oh man i have to eat this like i don't really want to eat this i'd rather eat a cheeseburger or are you saying wow this food is so healthy it's so clean it makes me feel amazing i'm going to be so much better for it you know it's switching that mindset and switching that perspective
2: okay no it totally makes sense and you you were talking also earlier about balancing lifestyle as such maybe you can talk about a little bit what that means and how yeah what you recommend to your clients coming in
1: so it depends on the client um and i think a lot of the answers like depend on client base because everyone's an individual but um lifestyle balance i mean how are you managing your stress how are you managing your physical activity, your relationships, like everything? So, yeah, so that's what I mean by um, lifestyle.
0: Yeah, and it's super important the lifestyle aspect. I mean, we talk about that all the time here uh, inside my inside my office because a lot of times people come in, and uh, even though again, functional medicine, we're talking about uh, diet, and a lot of people, I think, when they think they, when they think about <clears throat> Functional medicine, I think the diet is the first thing. I know that's the first thing I think about. Uh, Like, what am I eating, you know, pills, medication, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But a big component, like what you just mentioned right here, big three components Mm -hmm. and three aspects of it is stress, physical activity, and then relationships. Um, A lot of people don't even, even physical activity might be on their list, but stress and relationships, definitely not. Like how we handle stress plays a big, big role on how we, uh, Transform and process foods. How we uh, go about our day. How we handle, you know, stress has to do a lot with blood pressure. Blood pressure has to do a lot with stress. Um, mm-hmm. Pain has a lot to do with stress, right? That parasympathetic and sympathetic response of the body. Um, so, you know, it's very good that you 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 actually have that aspect inside of your treatments and your programs with your clients. And then, it, relationships are also important because how you who your inner circle is is super important. It, it tells um uh, Kind of what your what your qu- values are and what your qualities are. Typically, typically your your immediate people that you are always hanging around with kind of like tells a lot about what type of person you are and the character in which you uh, present yourself. Uh, but also too, what type of influences you're gonna have. Because if you go down this road of staying healthy, sustainability, diet, you know, changing your lifestyle, but the people around you are <laughs> the, the total opposite. It's kind of like Tim mentioned it like it's gonna be very hard. To go from that traditional setting or traditional mindset into this new kind of more modern aspect. So that's super awesome that you get to um, work with patients like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting to see this changes and to um, like just see their excitement and their realization like when, oh, they're like, oh, this matters. Like this impacts them. like, yes, like Mm -hmm. it's everything.
0: So talk to me about the emotional aspect and gut health. So how gut health and emotion plays a part.
1: Okay, so you have this thing called the gut brain access. and it's basically a communication system between your GI tract and your central nervous system, um, and it works through pathways that are based upon neural, endocrine, and immune cells, and that's kind of it's kind of like a how they chat basically Mm -hmm. so it sends signals to your brain sends signals to your gut and then your gut sends signals to your brain through the central nervous system and it allows your gut to know when to perform different functions so it controls gut motility secretion of mucus um signals such as hunger pain or discomfort Mm -hmm. um so that the gut tells the central nervous system, hey, I'm hungry, send me some food. <laughs> and that's how it's like... So if you're... And it's mainly controlled by um, the microbiota in our guts. So the bacteria that reside in our guts is influ- influences the b- gut-brain axis the most. Um, and so this all... Um, this all influences our emotions and um, our mental health as well, because Mm -hmm. neurotransmitters are serotonin is Mm -hmm. mainly formed in the gut. Um, So if something is off in your gut, then something's going to be off with your neurotransmitters. And then that affects your emotional state as well.
0: So, right, so it, you, have this, you have this imbalance in your gut, whether, uh, I guess, is it more food intake or is it more like stress? And then kind of that that access that we talked about, the gut-brain gut access, then starts to be inhibited. Is that what tends to happen?
1: Yeah, but it can be inhibited not just by food, not just by stress. There's other factors that can be influencing it. But, yeah, those are those are the top two, I'd say, stress. Um, influences it quite a bit Mm -hmm. and also what food but there's so many different factors that can be having either a positive effect or a negative effect on your gut health Um, so it's really important to keep your gut as healthy as possible like that's the first place where I look with my clients is okay how's your gut health Um, because our immune system is also very much gut-based. That's seventy percent of our immune cells are present in our lymphoid tissue in our gut. So it's it, pretty are wild.
2: There, are there any specific tests you, then you do with the gut, or if I mean, I've seen for example these online tests. Are these, let's say, worth their money, or you wouldn't recommend somebody testing the gut with these type of tests on their own, let's say, without proper supervision?
1: Right. So. Um, there's more and more research coming out about these tests, and the more I learn, the more I see that they're not maybe as reliable. Um, I've act I've done one personally, um, and I think it it helps, um, but they they mainly test the stool, and so that's basically going to test what bacteria are like in your lower colon and it kind of misses um, the bacteria that are going to be say further along in your upper large intestine where most of the bacteria are so it doesn't really give you a full picture of really what's happening in your gut Um, i think one of the tests that's a better test would be an organic acid test so this this test um tells you more of the activity that's happening in your gut because certain bacteria produce um, cer- certain substances um, and it tests those substances and then that can tell me, okay, this is functioning well. You have enough of this um, bacteria. We might need to supplement with a probiotic that has this one.
0: What are some supplements that you would, uh, like you just mentioned, some supplements that you recommend to your uh, patients uh I guess general. You can start general, and then some specific um, uh, some specific issues that you tend to work with.
1: So generally, I say a good like quality fish oil um, to get that omega three, the omega six to omega three ratio back into a good swing, um, mm-hmm. because normally it's going to be off because we our diets don't consume enough omega threes. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely a good omega-3 quality Um, and another general one is vitamin d especially if the person like doesn't go outside very much or has like a office job and like goes straight home Um, yeah vitamin d is important so many functions in the body and even though we can most of us can just go outside and get our vitamin D sometimes, even, sometimes we don't get enough, even in Florida, because we don't want to be out in the heat, and then in winter months with people that live in the cold climates, they don't get enough, so omega-3, um, fish oils, and then vitamin D are like the top two that normally will benefit the person, and then more specific, um, I, I really like, um, curcumin, turmeric um, products for inflammation, those help. I take those daily. Um, Yeah, so that's more targeted to, like, inflammation, but it also has many effects. Yeah.
0: What are a few things you would tell somebody um, looking to make this this transition into a healthier uh, overall life? Not only, um, again, trying to make, trying to find, the right things to do, right things to eat, uh, in order to have this more holistic and optimal uh, body and health. What would you kind of recommend for that?
1: So I just start by like encouraging them um, mm. that it is possible. Like a change is possible. You, you can do it. Like take small steps to get there. Um, start making dietary changes. Start trying to be more active. Um, simple steps like just take simple progressions and then also to not to let them know that they're not alone, like that they have me or they have another practitioner that can guide them and can educate them in the right way. Because what I always say is if you don't know something or somebody never told you anything, you're not going to know it. Like you're not going to know it. And so how do you know what's the right thing to eat or, how do I control my stress in the best way? You're not going to know if you're never educated. So that's where a pract- a practitioner like myself or someone else can help guide them. And I just allow them to know that it's okay to make a mistake or not to be perfect all the time as well. Um, but it's about getting progressing in a positive manner with little steps and then hopefully continue to larger steps. So to, to, so that they are able to maintain their goals.
2: What do you recommend around the topic of stress in terms of stress management or reduction of stress? How to how to deal with that as as a client of you or somebody you talk to?
1: Um, so stress, I would say, the top three are to get adequate adequate sleep. Um, that's a big one, and exercise and then changing your perspective and that could be through meditation or just like journaling getting your thoughts out those are my top three
0: i like that last part i mean we know the the meditation we know the exercise but uh, a lot of time is actually like digging deep right changing that conversation that you have within yourself of uh two things Mm -hmm. what is it that you really expect out of the effort that you're putting in is it realistic and is it enough Um, and then also understanding that it's going to take a long road. I think a lot of times people, uh, right. were fed this quick pill. You want to lose weight, do this. You want to, uh, burn fat, eat this. Uh, but a lot of times in order to have something sustainable, something that lasts a long time, a couple of things, one, it's probably going to cost you not only uh, money, but time, but Mm -hmm. also, uh, it's going to, you're going to have to seek help whether online, uh, you know, practitioners like uh, Olivia or other practitioners that we've had on this uh, on this show, um, whether it's physical, you know, stress and stuff. Now, you're going to need some help because even coaches, even people that do this for a living um, need help uh, and guidance. And there's no, there's not, it's not a sign of weakness when you reach out for people or reach out for help. Uh, in reality, is a show of humility. Um, so I think that's super big. So that conversation, that deep dive into uh, really realizing, Who you are, what you want to do, what you want to accomplish um, is super important. So, that last one I thought, you know, is really, really important. It's great that you mentioned that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is, I agree with everything you said. That's very important.
0: So, how can our listeners reach out to you, Olivia?
1: So, they can reach out to me. I have a website where they can learn a little bit more about who I am, what I do, and then schedule my scheduling thing is on there as well. Um, okay. so, so that website is www.elaiawellness.com. So it's pronounced Elia Wellness, and that Elia actually means olive tree. Mm. Yep.
0: I see the little subtlety. I remember. So I, the reason how I got to reaching out to Olivia is actually doing a uh, consultation myself. And basically, it was a phone consultation, and she basically asked me all the right questions. I was like, wow, would you uh, want to be on a podcast? Because I think this would be awesome. So I firsthand can vouch for her assessment. It's a great intuitive uh, tool, especially if you're looking for help. I highly suggest it. Um, and I remember I asked you for a couple of recommendations of books. Uh, two that I have here are Genius Foods by, I'm not going to say the name because I'm going to mispronounce it. And the other one is uh, Food, What the Heck Should I Eat?
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yes.
0: What's the Genius Foods is by Max Lugabere and Paul Breval. I don't know. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> no. no.
1: Uh, his last name's pretty hard. to. I think it's Lug. Uh, I don't even see. I don't even know. It's bad. Yeah.
0: Okay. We're, well, Genius <laughs> Max, Foods. Max L. <laughs> there you go. Max L and, and Paul G. And then the other one was food. What the heck should I eat? Have you read those or are they just ones that you usually recommend?
1: Those are ones I recommend. I haven't read them front to back, but I've Mm -hmm. seen like X portions of them. Um, And I I really respect those two people in the health, the health scheme of things.
0: Okay, Uh, now to finish off the podcast, we have two things. First one is speed round or rapid fire, as Tim likes to call it. Um, and then the last one is thanks. So this first one speed round is we have a couple questions for you, and this is just for us to get you to know you a little more, or a little better for the listeners to get to know you a little better. And it's just a fun game of putting you, putting a little more pressure, uh, to answer this question. So really you have, uh, 0.3 seconds, uh, and really it'll have anything from your favorite color to favorite movie or, you know, your biggest fear, stuff like that, um, uh, and then you have literally, a, you know, a few less than a second to answer whatever comes to mind.
1: Okay. Does that sound like a plan? Plan. Yes.
2: All right. Tim, do you want to go first? Sure. All right. Uh, Olivia, what's the strangest thing you have ever eaten? Goat. Goat. Yes.
0: Like just regular goat meat?
1: Goat meat. Yes.
0: Interesting. Did it taste like chicken?
1: Uh, no, It was. it's more of a fatty meat, kind of like lamb, yeah. I guess, similar to lamb.
0: Would you eat it again and have you?
1: Yes, I have ate it again. Okay.
0: Um, now, my question, even though those were questions already. Uh, do you put your socks on first or your pants on first? Pants. Really? So your pants first, then sock lady?
1: Yeah. Do people do it otherwise?
0: Sometimes I put my socks on first. <laughs> really? Depending on the day. Yeah. Well, I don't nice even have thing. order. so that's kind
2: of weird. All right, Tim, you're up. What's the best advice you have ever received?
1: Um follow your gut
0: (laughs) (laughs) so do you mean that figuratively or
2: (laughs) both? (laughs) Both.
0: (laughs) fair enough um skydive or base jump
1: Mm, base jump
0: wow really i think skydiving is safer for some reason base jump is just i don't know i'm scared of both i think base
1: jump is like quicker you get it done with faster
2: okay okay fair enough one thing on your bucket list.
1: Um, go to Australia. Go to Australia.
0: Australia. Okay. Yeah. Last question would be your favorite superhero.
1: Um, I'm not really into superheroes, so I'll just say um, Superwoman.
0: <laughs> okay. That was weak sauce. Olivia. <laughs> I
1: know. I'm not into superheroes.
0: No worries. Favorite movie? Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Wow. With a yeah. classic. Yes. Okay, I like it. That's a great movie. Tom Hanks, all time mm-hmm. best actor. Even though yes. my favorite is Jim Carrey. Anywho, uh, all right. Next part is thanks, and here basically we give three special thanks. The first thank is uh, our thank. Thanks is to you, Olivia. Thank you very much for taking the time to jump on this podcast and have Tim and I uh, just learn more about you, have the listeners uh, hear more of what functional medicine is and how they can incorporate it into their life, and how they can actually reach out to someone like you. Uh, to really optimize their health and their uh, lifestyle. So thank you very much for jumping on.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. And hopefully, it'll benefit someone.
0: Absolutely. multiple people. We say if it benefits one, that's all we need. Yes. The second thank you goes to our listeners. Thank you very much for taking the time uh, to listen. You could have been watching anything right now or listening to anything. You could have been watching Forrest Gump. But you took the time. To listen to this podcast with Olivia uh, and Tim and I. So, thank you very much uh, for allowing us to use this platform for good, for allowing us to use this platform to really share some knowledge, share, share some education, uh, and really meet uh, great people uh, such as Olivia. So, thank you very much to listeners. The last thank you goes to our clients, goes to our patients, and goes to our students. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much for allowing us to share our passion. Because uh, again, we can love what we do, but there's no one to share it with, and it's kind of an empty dream. So thank you. Thank you very much for allowing us uh, and and to have uh, value in what we are providing or to thank or, you know, to appreciate the value that we are uh, providing. So thank you. Thank you very, very much. With that being said, this is Connected Move Radio. I'm your host, Andy Fortuna, signing out. Hey there, Andy Fortuna here, and I hope you enjoyed that episode. I love the opportunity to connect and share information with passionate people just like you, and would love the opportunity to do the same for others. So please take the time right now to leave a five-star review and help spread the word about this podcast. Thank you so much for your support and see you on the next episode. Signing out.